every time I take Layla out of the bath, I always go, are you ready? Like the beginning of that corn song. Really? <laughs> That's like a really cute mom thing, though. Like we were talking, okay, so. so oh, hey guys, sorry. Oh, hi. Hi. Um, this is Doing Crime, and that is, are you prepared? Yeah, that's, always. Okay, that's Kat over there. And I'm here with the woman who prefers oatmeal raisin cookies over chocolate chip. <laughs> Amelie. <laughs> I'm, I've always got an insult for you on deck. Thank you. <laughs> My teeth look really yellow today, don't they? You're not water picking enough. No, actually, my water picks, the water's still in there. I was kidding. Like, I think your water picking You need to water pick. It is I, like a dild, or like a like, like a, a vibrator in your mouth for I, your gums. Okay. It's orgasmic. <laughs> I used to have water pick when I had braces, and I miss it. Oh, yeah, that like, makes sense. Because you can't really floss with braces. Yeah. you. They either give you this weird little brush, or your parents buy you a water pick. Way to go, you guys. That was the right choice. Because I feel like if you had given her the weird brush, you wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have. I, like, I was so bad about my braces, too, because they, like, they, like, chewed up my mouth. And my mom was like, put wax on your brackets. And I was like, no. I won't. I won't wax up but my look brackets. look how perfectly straight your teeth are these days. Yeah. I fucked up using the, they gave me, like, an Invisalign retainer. Uh-huh. Afterwards, and didn't get me, give me a permanent retainer, like you know everyone. Yeah. Um. And so, like, my teeth have shifted a little, a little bit because as a sixteen-year-old girl, I was like two weeks after wearing my retainer, I was like, "Fuck it, <laughs> I don't need." I think this. that's pretty normal. Um. I just, I just live with my crooked ass teeth, and I like my crooked teeth. They've got character. Yeah. Okay. I forgot to tell you. On the podcast about how I insulted my dentist. <gasps> Your hot dentist? My my normal looking dentist. The dentist that I found hot <laughs> and you're not attracted to one way or another? God damn it. My normal looking dentist with extremely straight teeth, he was like, because um, I'm thinking about getting my teeth whitened. So okay. part of my front tooth is fake from when I got roofied. I chipped my tooth. I don't remember how I did it. I just know I had to go to the dentist the next day and get my tooth fixed, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. So, anyway, that doesn't whiten. The fake stuff doesn't whiten. So, it's just going to stay the same shade. Is he going to give you a new fake thing? Well, that's what he's talking about. He's It's it's actually a little bit lighter than my teeth because it happened when I was 20. Right. So, anyway, he's like, well, what we could do is we could uh, give you like a, what are those things called? A veneer. Right. He's like, we my could, mom has those. He's like, because your front tooth crosses over your other tooth a little bit. He's like, what we could do is like take that out and give you a veneer and then we'd straighten your teeth. And I was like, no, nah, I kind of like my teeth like that though. I was like, because I was like, perfectly straight teeth. Everybody has those. Like, I like teeth with character. Yeah. And he like kind of looked at me and I was like, I mean, you have, he's like, well, I used to have gaps in my teeth. He's like, but, you know, I'm a dentist, so. Yeah, and I was like, no, no. You, I'm can't have, you can't have teeth with character when you're a dentist. I didn't mean to say that you don't have character, but, like, I'm like, oh, You shit. have character, just not in your mouth. Like, I'm, I'm sorry that I insulted your perfect fucking smile. Oh, you know, I'm sure he wasn't insulted. I'm sure. I don't know. He, he looked a little taken aback, but I was like. 
I just please, like teeth with character. Please don't let him talk you into adult braces. I'm not like, getting no, adult braces. No shade to anyone that has adult braces. I have a friend who had adult braces. Like, they're great. Like, not everyone can afford braces when you're a kid, and that's totally fine. Like, if you want straight teeth when you're an, an adult and the only way to get them is adult braces, fucking do it. Well, and sometimes it's it's something else. Like, it's a jaw issue. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. I had headgear, like, all through high school. <laughs> like, it was not like that I wore to school. It was, like, at-home headgear. so popular. I ate alone at lunch a few times. <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, my God. One time, I did eat lunch in the bathroom, actually. Oh. Because, like... All of my friends, like the lunches, we used to, my high school had three different lunches because there were so many kids at my mm-hmm. high school. It was a huge high school, and mm-hmm. so they had to break lunch up into three different. Well, they did that at my high school, too. Oh, it's okay. It's a normal thing. <sighs> Anyways. You're not special. Well, like, one of my, all of my friends got switched to a different lunch together, mm-hmm. and I was, like, left alone, and I was like, what do I do? You go and you eat in a bathroom stall where people poop. Yeah, that's what I did. That was a good idea. Good call. It didn't, it didn't last very long because then I found out that, like, a few of my friends were at that lunch still. That's But good. for some reason, I just kept... And then you found out that poop particles were getting onto your food and you were digesting them. You were putting them into your mouth. Those chicken tenders were still were they fire, so though. Oh, my mm. God. Why is high school chicken tender so good? Why was high school pizza so fucking good? Oh, my God. The breakfast pizza? Did you ever have that? I don't that? know. We just had the squares or like Wait, the rectangles. Yeah, the rectangles. Like they ah, were. Dude. Why was it so good? And their mac and cheese. Like why was high school mac and cheese so good? Because it was recycled garbage. Oh my god! And those <laughs> brownies. Why were I always ate the cookies? Brownies? The cookies. Our cookies were the fucking shit. How did I not gain a million pounds when because I was in school? Because your metabolism was literally on fire. Yeah, and I was in, I was a very active person. Every second you weren't eating, your body was, like, burning bones and shit. <laughs> ah, to be 16 again. Anyway, we're t- should we mention what we're talking about on here? We're a true crime podcast. We're a true crime. <laughs> talking about dentists and fucking... Lunch, lunch, school lunches. Let's let's go to high school again, like just during lunch period, and order a lunch. (laughs) (laughs) We make some fake visitor passes. We could totally pass as teachers. Yeah, we could absolutely. Let's do it. I could put on my fancy pants. I wonder if they still serve that kind of shit though. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Those are the same lunch women that have been there since the dawn of time. (laughs) Like, that's Father Time's wife. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) She's a hardworking Polish woman. All of the lunch ladies at my high school were Polish. And they knew I was Polish. And, like, I would talk to them, like, in the broken Polish that I know. Like, the, like, three words. Oh, my God, Kat. So, you had headgear, you ate lunch in the bathroom, and you were tight with the lunch ladies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they gave me more food. <laughs> oh, cat, 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 cat. Okay. Um, today we are talking about... What are we talking about? Interrogation. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did I was, the right research. I, I was, was about to say, you fucking bitch. <laughs> it, my research was hard today. Mine was pretty easy. Yeah, you got the easy one this time. Yay! But we actually, um, we talked about... Our research this time before yeah, so recording, so we, we both wouldn't know that get we're the same thing <laughs> like last time. Yeah. That was a hot mess of a fucking episode. That dude. was that, that was not. I'm awesome. so sorry if that was your first episode, and I hope you're still here because yeah. that's not the norm. 
Let's just next time. Let's just seven not even. seven full minutes of lunch lady talk <laughs> is the norm. <laughs> And adult braces. <laughs> this is normal. This, this is, is what normal. you should be expecting. Okay, so um, what... It looks like I have quite a bit, but the font is 27, so <laughs> I have like 15 pages. It's like when you need... <laughs> when you have an eight-page paper due and you only have three paragraphs. <laughs> so you do like seven, wait, 24 font? Yeah. Maybe your teacher couldn't find his glasses that day. My paper is about tech interrogation techniques. This paper will be featuring <laughs> different types of interrogation techniques. Those different types I of... I really <laughs> like how it seems like you're reading, but you're no. looking at yourself in the mirror. It's, like, really weird. It's <laughs> I just like to present bad student projects to myself. <laughs> um... Mm. So am I going first? I want We can kind of just have a back and forth, I feel like. Yeah, okay. You go first. Okay. <laughs> well, um oh, I feel no, like actually I will overlap. I will go first because interrogation is defined as when a representative representative This is like the beginning of a high school paper. Webster's dictionary defines interrogation <laughs> as Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I think I've used that. I think I used that, like, uh, that opening line to, like, my, uh, like, thesis paragraph. Yeah. Like, once in my creative writing class. Oh, and the teacher, like, pulled me to the side. And Did she he just, beat like, you with a fucking... He, she just put her hand on my shoulder and she was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I won't do this again. That is a no. <laughs> do not do that. Okay, but... But since we're podcasters now, it's fine. Okay, so uh, an interrogation is when a representative from an agency collects information about a crime by questioning suspects, victims, or witnesses. So you you would call... See, I think it's like interviewing... Well, like, there's a difference... Victims. Well, there's a difference between... Wool, though. Wool, what happened was... (laughs) Wool, what... (laughs) Well, my dad used to make fun of me all the time whenever I would say, like, well, what's up? He would just follow me around and go, well, well, your dad, Fidali. I love you, dad. Daddy. Is that weird? Can I call your dad daddy? Please don't. (laughs) Please don't. Maybe I should meet him first. (laughs) Then I'll call him daddy. (laughs) Hey, daddy. He's my dad. He's daddy in my phone. But so is John. So, like, sometimes I call my dad by accident. And, and you have bugs. <laughs> not true. Um, not yet, at least. No, I'm just kidding. John is just John in my phone. What's your dad's first name? Don. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Donald Gene Fidali Jr. Okay, get this. My my granddad's name is Don. My dad's name is <laughs> okay. Don. My uncle's name is Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. And my husband's name is John. 
My sister's marrying her fiance, <laughs> whose name is Tristan. Okay, well, that's, that's okay. She's that's put okay. an end to the awful <laughs> rhyming, the generational rhyming. Daddy, I apologize for laughing at your <laughs> Stop it. Ew, I'm I'm cringe. Like, every time you say daddy, my body just... Another organ fucking shuts down. It's like... Well, before it gets to your liver, let's continue. Ugh. Sorry. <clears throat> so, an interrogation can last hours. Um, so, until whomever is being questioned asks for a lawyer as per their Miranda rights, um, agencies are not allowed to use cruel or unusual punishment during the interrogation, which includes physical force. So, when you're watching, like, cop movies or cop shows and when they're, like, slamming the suspect around on the tables, walls, mm-hmm. ceilings, you know, whatever, <laughs> that's not right. Is that when they're in outer space? Yeah. This, the the zero-gravity <laughs> interrogation room? <laughs> The doctor astronaut is also a yeah. policeman. <laughs> the doctor policeman astronaut. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they're not allowed to fucking rough you up. Like, that's... Are you... <laughs> they used to be able to, but they're not allowed to do that anymore. Well, okay. I wanted to interject with a bit of my research because it ties in with yours. Okay. Okay. I'm glad we're it, discussing it, I know. Flow. It actually, like goes because um it's about the beginnings of the Miranda rights. Oh cool. Um so it's like you said it's protection against any possibility of police intimidation, although they still do it, but whatever. Um so on June thirteenth, nineteen sixty six, the outcome of Miranda v Arizona provided that suspects must be informed of their specific legal rights when they are placed under arrest. And this decision was based on a case in which a defendant, Ernesto Miranda, I totally always thought it was about a chick named Miranda. No, I always knew it was a last name because I'm smart. No, I'm just kidding. Uh I'm so mean. No, it's fine. It's fine. This is, we're learning. I'm learning. That's what this is about. Um, He was accused of robbery, kidnapping, and rape. But during the police interrogation, he confessed to the crimes. The conviction was overturned due to allegedly... uh, intimidating police interrogation methods. <clears throat> but after a retrial that included witnesses and other evidence, Miranda was again convicted. His trial was, however, then assured to be of being fair, and the original conviction was reasonably upheld without questions. But like so he did it. He didn't just like get off because he didn't they didn't read him his Miranda rights. He actually got retried. Right. But um In 1964, the results of another trial, Escobedo v. Illinois, additionally provided that a suspect has the right to counsel being present during police questioning or to consult with an attorney before being questioned by police if the police intend to use the answers against the suspect at trial or if the person is being questioned, is being detained and questioned against their will. In 1968, the finalized text for the Miranda warning was provided by California Deputy Attorney General Doris Mayor and District Attorney Harold Berliner. Um, but prior to the institution of the Miranda warning, confessions needed only be voluntary on the part of the suspect. This created a difficult situation for the police, who were then often faced with evidence at trial that the person was not of sound mind or were under circumstantial duress when they were given their when they gave their confession. Which I didn't even think about the Miranda rights also kind of protecting the police too. Yeah, well, like so. 
it's just like kind of with everything that uh, all the changes that get put implemented, excuse me, get implemented into police departments. Like people, pol- officers get upset. Okay, let me make a small disclaimer here. Yes, I'm in the process of becoming a police officer, but just because I'm going to join, do this career path doesn't mean that I can't be critical of things that have happened uh, regarding the police. Like, I think it's actually better that you are. I think it's important to research, like, especially with a job like this, it's important to learn about past discretions, past history, current discretions, and try to learn from them. Yeah, and not make the same mistakes. Right. So a lot of officers are upset because body cams are becoming more of a popular thing. But the way that I see it is that a body cam is a Mm non-biased viewpoint. You know, that whole saying that there's three sides to every story, yours, mine, and the truth. The The body cam is... says that. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Um, But the body cam is going to tell you the truth. Video doesn't lie. Yeah. And so I've heard from a lot of officers that are saying that they didn't get you know, disciplined because someone reported something that didn't happen. Like, it's not there to just invade your privacy. It's there to save your ass. Yeah. As long as you're doing your shit right. I mean, right. It's there to protect the public and to protect well, yourself. Plus, I mean, haven't there always been dash cams on fucking cop cars anyway? Yeah. Like, a lot of the shit much. that you see... Did you see that video of the cop shooting that guy, like, six times when his Philand- wife... Philando Castile. Is that who it was? Yeah. And his wife and child were in the car? Yep. Um, that was the police dash cam that caught that. Yeah. Well, she, well, she, uh, his, um... Or girlfriend. His girlfriend, uh, miss, her first name is Diamond, I believe. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know it off the top of my head. Uh, but she started recording to Facebook Live after he had been shot. The police dash cam recorded... Uh, the officer going up to the car, asking for license and registration. Mr. Castile informing the officer that he had a concealed carry license and that he was armed. And then the officer said, okay, don't reach for it. License and registration. Mr. Castile went to reach for his license and registration. And then the officer shot him. A bunch. So many times. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. We're... Totally off topic. Yeah, let's let's steer back. Um, <clears throat> but I totally forget what we were talking about. <laughs> okay, so like, do you what what is the full speech? Because I've only heard what they say on Law and Order. I've never been arrested. I don't know. It's like, okay, so on Law and Order, they... I know. I, it's like, you have the say, right like, to remain silent. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be held against you in a court of law. You have the right to an attorney. If you cannot afford one, one will be provided for you. That's where they cut off, always. Um, I know that there's more I know there it. is more. Because uh, they say it in the other guys, too. Yeah. But not all the way, because uh, what's-his-face never... He's like, I've never Mirandized anyone before. <laughs> Miranda! But, yeah, there's, I don't know, I guess I could have probably written that down. I have the whole history, but... Well, it says that um, the Miranda warning protects individuals' rights by explaining their options clearly and upholds police authority when they 
properly read the Miranda warning and get a clear, intelligent answer that the suspect understands his or her rights and that they have been explained. The Miranda warning is a legal necessity throughout the United States, and it varies only slightly in its wording in different states. Right. So if you're being arrested and they don't Mirandize you, like, lawyer up right away Mm -hmm. and say that you were not read your Miranda rights and... Well, because, yeah, if you're arrested. Yeah. But they don't have to do it unless you're arrested. Yeah, if you're, like, you'll... You'll know when you should be read. (laughs) You're right. I feel like our listeners probably already know all of this shit. Yeah. So anyway. Oh, well. Um, Go on. So different interrogation techniques include the third degree, which is like beat the truth out of you, which is what they can't do anymore. Right. Um, But at least not in the United States. Not in the United States. They can't rough you up. They can't give you... uh, the third degree, as they say. Why is it called the third degree? Um, because it's like third degree burn. Like it's the worst. Okay. Um, then there's the read technique, which is the most common technique for interrogation uh, to date. It was, I think it was developed in the 70s, I believe. Um, and then there's good cop, bad cop, which everyone and their mom knows. Mm-hmm. And then there's, on the other hand, which is where... Uh, interrogators will try to use the subject, the subject or the suspect's viewpoint to try to get like lull them into a sense of security to get them to uh, confess. Okay, so I have something to tie in with that. Okay, if that's okay. No. Okay, so this is crazy how much there our shits lining up right now. It's making me happy. So there's this technique called the sharp technique or scarf technique um he was a german okay it's just a it's a technique that was it started during world war ii this guy was uh he would get spies to or like um pilots from the out like allied pilots to confess and give secrets away to him right because he worked for the germans Okay, so anyway, according to Sharp, Scarf, Sharf, I'm not sure, uh, POW interrogations should consist of three phases. So a lot of the interrogation stuff that I found was about, like, military stuff. Right. Which I thought was kind of weird. But anyway, first is to help the POW relax and feel comfortable by making small talk about anything at all. So this is kind of like what makes me think of that technique. Okay. Uh, second, after he's loosened up, the questioner should try to get the prisoner to reveal any military information or plans that he might know, ideally without letting him realize he has said anything of value. Third, the interrogator must write and evaluate, whatever. He was, uh, uh, supposed to be a master at perspective talking, the ability to discern the thoughts, feelings, and motivations of others, and he seemed to be able to enter and understand the minds of those he interrogated. Uh, these skills enabled him to elicit for, elicit information... Uh, from prisoners without force or coercion. Also, he was very good at concealing the nature of this information he sought, and he never revealed any success or failure to his target. So prisoners often believe that they had given Scarf nothing, um, certainly nothing of importance. So that's kind of what it sounds like. Oh, okay. They're trying to, like, be like, I do- I'm on your side, and, I, you know, like, maybe I'm not trying to get this information. And that's right. actually a lot of that book that I'm reading right now, that Fatal Vision book. Mm-hmm. It seems like a lot of the um, psychiatrists that were uh, interviewing the suspect, Mm -hmm. the guy in the book, it was like they were trying to get information out of him without 
letting, letting him, him know, know that, what they were trying to get from him. Right. So, anyway. Um, but so the read technique, which again is the most common technique for, inter- for interrogation, is nine steps. So there's direct confrontation, which is all evidence is provided to the suspect, giving them a chance to confess immediately. Okay. So, like, for example, if a guy beats up his wife, mm-hmm. the cop is going to say, hey, look, Stuart. Um, <laughs> hey, Stuart, look. I feel like his name should be, like, Randy or Chad or something. Chad? Chad Dugan. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> He's going to snap one day. He's, Chad Dugan's going to beat up his deployment wife. <laughs> um... One of them. Uh, okay. Arnold. All right. Okay. Arnold's fine. The cop is going to sit there and say, look, Arnold, uh, <laughs> multiple witnesses saw you beat your wife. Your wife has bruises all over her face that match up to your hand. Yeah. Like, we... Here's ha- the pictures. Yeah. We know you did this. Right. And so if he doesn't, you know, confess right there... Um, then the then it goes to dominance. So the law enforcement officer doesn't let the suspect talk at all. So the L, uh, the LEO is able to talk without interruption and offer up different scenarios. Like he's gonna say, like, look, maybe your wife shouldn't have uh, started arguing with right. you. Like maybe you had a bad day and uh, you yeah. just you like know give him wife, the excuse or yeah, whatever. Yeah, to get him to confess. Um, mm-hmm. Then there's deflection if he doesn't confess with the dominance. So a law enforcement officer might try to give moral justification as to why the suspect might have committed the crime, also known as creating a theme. So, like, moral justification would be, like, uh, you would never hit a woman, but, like, your your wife just, she went too far. Like, you're, you're a good... <laughs> I feel like we are... <laughs> what? Why did you pick that crime? I don't know. I don't like it. It's just like, it would be like using moral justification. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. It's just like, what a weird crime to pick. So if he doesn't, uh... I don't like this Arnold character (laughs) at all. If he doesn't confess to that, uh, then the next step is turning objections into justifications. So... If Arnold had said, I would never hit a woman. I would I would never put my hands on my wife. I love her. Mm-hmm. Then he, the law enforcement officer would take those objections and turn them into, well, yeah, you would never put a hand on the woman. But, like, she, she right. was nagging you all day, wasn't she? So it's kind of, they're, like, very similar. Yeah. These. And then the, if he doesn't confess there, uh, then the officer would express empathy, showing, like, man, like, Sometimes I wish I could just knock my wife around just to get her to shut up sometimes. She's always on my case. Like, I get where you're coming from. Like, that's what Kat, the... Do we have to have... No. <laughs> no. What is going on? I'm scared of Chad Dugan. That, <clears throat> that next step. And then if he doesn't uh, confess with that, uh, the next step is offering alternative themes, which would just be turning the the deflection step you would just offer a different scenario um and then if he doesn't confess with that he would pose alternative questions which would be like say you didn't hit your wife and you you guys were just walking upstairs and she accidentally fell down the stairs and like 
you don't want to go to jail. You don't want your kids taken away. Like, it was an, it was an accident, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Like, that stuff like that. And so after you, with any step, after you get, uh, I don't have lice. I, my head is just is itchy. I wasn't even thinking about oh. that. I fuck with my hair so much, like, I don't. My scalp has been so itchy. I think I have, like, build up. <laughs> I think I have a small community of insects living amongst my follicles. Um, anyways. <laughs> um, so, with at any point during those nine steps, if he confesses, uh, then you need the suspect to... Uh, then you would immediately go to repetition, which is the suspect... Uh, I feel like that's all they're doing. <laughs> yeah. These Should, are like very repetitive Well, this is steps. very, this is very like, it, it kind of hits a lot of different points. Like it's very like coming at you aggressively yeah. and then you pull back. Yeah. And then you try to side with them and then you're aggressive again. This sounds exactly like a lovemaking session with my husband. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I know what that's like because I watch. <laughs> Chad Chad Dugan's taking some notes. You just fully interrogate Blake <laughs> about past discretions, and he's sitting there naked under a very hot light. We always have sex with a dangling bulb from yeah, the ceiling. Yeah, absolutely. And he's in, like, he's in handcuffs, but, like, not sexy ones. Like, very painful ones. Like, I put him on, like, two clicks too tight. Yeah. <laughs> And he has to find the key, and it's somewhere inside of me. <laughs> we, we, he just like does the saw thing. <laughs> oh, I have a scar. <laughs> and then he was arrested. Okay, his name's Arnold. <laughs> okay, sorry. So, uh, repetition is: uh, should the suspect have confessed during any step, he must repeat the confession, usually with. Another officer in the room, usually with a higher up in the room, something just to make sure, like, this is what he's confessing. confessing. And then after that is documentation, which is documenting the date and time and exactly what the subject has confessed. Okay. So that's the read technique. That's the most common interrogation technique used today. That's why our lovemaking is so stale. Yeah. That's all we ever do. You guys need to go to the shraff <clears throat> technique. The, the, the scarf technique? Yeah. Where he doesn't even know we had sex. <laughs> <laughs> you need to dress up as a German SS officer. <laughs> okay. And then, like, by the end of it, he's like, what? did I come? What's happening? <laughs> Well, I'm like already like on the couch watching TV. He's like, I think I made a new friend. I don't. I told I that, but like I had like I really committed, and I got yeah. like a swastika tattoo. Yeah, on my absolutely. Arm. <laughs> and Blake's like, I told her where the where we where we bunker down the bombs, but I don't even I don't even work with bombs. Man, what's happening? He's like, did I just try anal for the first time? Yes, <laughs> it's going on. You're just like, man, the weather. Do you need a light? <laughs> what? Just, I'm just, I'm speaking in broken English. <laughs> oh, man. It's been too long. Oh, uh, 
when Blake comes back on business, he's going to be very surprised. <laughs> I have all sorts of shit lined up. <laughs> he's like expecting me to buy teddies, but I just have like SS uniforms yeah. lined up. <laughs> like all, like in just like full like polywool police uniforms. <laughs> A lot of, like, wrinkled <laughs> dress shirts and, like, pants that are ill-fitting. <laughs> like, I got, like, I got the wrong memo. Like, I, I get a sexy nurse's uniform, but it's just, like, scrubs that have yeah. vomit and, like, old shit on it. <laughs> and he's like, what is this? And you're like, I just want to be authentic. <laughs> I take this shit very seriously. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> we haven't done that in a while. That's been a, that's, that was a shit shit thing. <sighs> yeah. R.I.P. When. It's not really dead. It's like we're in the witness protection. Yeah. We talked about yeah. that. The first episode. Yep. Throwback. And I made a fucking awesome joke that you didn't even fucking laugh at. I, it probably went over my head. No. To be fair. It was hilarious. <laughs> it wasn't. It was awful. It was like a dad joke. But. Okay. Anyway. So what's another one? Wait. What? Should I say something about Look, this? In just a mere swish I'm, of my head, that's I'm going on Instagram. I feel like I look very teacherly right now. You do with my hair like this. You I look must like take a picture like Amelie this. is in a top that has <laughs> shoulder cutouts and also like random strings that go across like different openings. <laughs> so if you were a teacher, you would be called to the office. <laughs> I would. They'd be like, I, they'd make me put a big bulky t-shirt on they'd over be it. Like, it, one of the big white t-shirts <laughs> that just say dress coded across it. <laughs> and they'd be like, why are you trying to fuck all the second graders? <laughs> I would have been a high school teacher, okay? <laughs> so I mean, she would have fucked high schoolers. O- only the 18-year-old ones, though. <laughs> oh, man. I have standards. <laughs> you just have to be 18, nothing else. I mean, Yeah. Be be yourself, you know. You know what? I would never fuck a popular guy. Never. No, you're not into jocks, dude. I'm not. I'm into the guy that's clearly a virgin, <laughs> but like one of those like. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I should not be openly fantasizing about high school students. Redheaded. <laughs> Sort of tall, plays PlayStation, <laughs> doesn't know when he's being interrogated. Kind of into handcuffs. Speaking about interrogation. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Sorry. I, um, I did a little bit of, like, the, the history of interrogation. Um, they say techniques. These are more of, like, tools. Okay. Not, not like all of these not are going like the on the jocks in high school, but like all of these are going on the uh, the when Blake gets back from business list. Dude, yes, number one, electromagnetic shock. <laughs> Fuck yes, I just have like a car battery in our room. It's like what is going on? I'll be like Wilson. Um, okay, so anyway, <laughs> this says 1750. Could that be? Is that right? They when was electricity invented? Discovered? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, not 
Ben Honed, Franklin, I guess you would say. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure they had ways of harnessing it like in a lightning rod. Okay. Uh Well, this says I clearly didn't like go to reputable sources. This is where the pictures come in. Okay. So, uh April 23rd, this is a very specific date, 1750, electromagnetic shock is used to make a person's memory hazy and have them... I should have read these and copied and pasted them because clearly Arnold wrote these. Like, Arnold only got a sixth grade education. Stumble through it. All right. As best you... Did you get this off of cracked.com? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a, uh, in science and technology, it's a timeline created by Olivia M. Johnson with Ol- no spaces. Olivia Johnson? Olivia M. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you to r- take a refresher on that sixth grade... <laughs> punctuation course <laughs> she is in sixth grade <laughs> this is someone's project from like oh a couple months ago <laughs> okay anyway well, i hope you got an a she did not we're very proud of you <laughs> uh it makes a person's memory hazy and it makes them unsure of events they can oh my god <laughs> Oh, I cannot man. read these. This is a fucking shit this show. This is the worst. This person spelled, this is why we're laughing. This is how they spelled remember. R-E-M-E-N-B-E-R. Remember. <laughs> Olivia. Can you guys tell we Get have your a case of the giggles? <laughs> Get your shit together. Well, I'm just going to not read these then. <clears throat> but here are some things from the past that people used. Uh, solitary confinement, the blood pressure pulse test, which is essentially a polygraph test. It's like the early, yeah. So then the polygraph was invented, which we, we should do, we should redo that episode, I think. Mm. Oh, we should do that after I take my polygraph test. Yeah, dude. That's a great idea. So anyway, polygraph is bullshit, but okay. So then there's, uh, Galvin... Galvanic skin reflux, GSR, reflux, not reflux. You're not getting a burning sensation in your throat. But it's essentially the same thing as a polygraph test. Sensory bombardment. Um, it's like when people would be like subjected to really loud music and it was like they'd play the same song over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, sleep deprivation is another tool. Temperature extremes. Um, Don't they do all of these in Guantanamo? I think so. And that's, okay, when I was trying to find some research, everything was like CIA and Guantanamo. That's like all I could fucking they find. They do some fucked up shit there. They do fucked up shit there. And they talked about SEER, um, the training that a lot of military people have to go through. Oh, like, yeah. They had to do it. It's survival. Yeah. Oh, yeah. John had to do SEER. SEER training. Yeah. Yeah, it's like survival. It's like a week-long escape. thing resistance, and then something else. It's S-E-R-E. But anyway, they do some of these things to them while they're in SEER. Yeah. I, did you t- do you talk about the belly slapping? <laughs> no. <laughs> a, a pink belly? 
My dad got given a pink belly when he was in wrestling in high school. I read that and I just started laughing and I'm like, that's fucked up. Because, I mean, I know it's probably really fucked up and part of it is the humiliation. Well, like, it gets, like, really bad. Like, my sister used to be bigger than me because Mm -hmm. she used to power lift. Mm -hmm. So, like, I was very thin but tall, like a willowy young lady, mm-hmm. but my sister's a fucking monster. <laughs> and she used to pin me down all the time. My baby sister. I was going to say, your younger sister. And pink belly me until, like, blood vessels popped. Yeah. Anyway, um, that is... And then they have the, the fMRIs now, which that's just... I don't know why that's included, but I guess you could use an fMRI and ask people questions and see what part of their brain lights up, but... Anyway, that was that was um, that was Olivia's sixth grade project that I just read. <laughs> Thank you, Olivia. Um, you can be seated now. So something I've been interested in is false confessions, um, especially because a lot of things are coming out in the news and like. Uh, I thought we were gonna do a whole episode on that. No. Okay. We can, but I'm just gonna gloss over okay. it. Um. So. You know, with the making a murderer thing happening, and what was his name? Ken Byrne. Nope, that guy makes Civil War documentaries. Um, are you are you talking about his attorney? Uh, the oh, the interrogator. Yeah, the guy who literally framed his own framing. Like, <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> um, videotaped it. Um, but uh, so these are some techniques that can lead to false confessions. So one is they'll pretend you aren't being interrogated. They'll pretend. Oh, we're just having a conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you asking for a lawyer when we're just having a conversation? Right. You're going to make a great cop because I'm super intimidated. She looked at me right in the face when you said that, and I'm like, whoa, dude. Oh, sorry. Okay, okay, we're just having a conversation. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's like uh, when cops will sit you down, you'll be like, I think I need to be read my rights. And they're like, you're not under arrest. You're not being interrogated. Only a murderer would would act like this, Mm -hmm. like things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Number two is that they'll already assume that you're guilty. Cops get tunnel vision just like a lot of other people. Um, They're people too. Yeah, cops are not above fallacy. Yeah. Like, so they'll get tunnel vision on one suspect and they'll just fucking hammer them because they know in their gut that this person is guilty when they may not be guilty. They've got tunnel vision. So they're going into an interrogation already saying this person is guilty, which isn't how our justice system works. It is, but it shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. Um, So another way is they'll minimize the crime, which you see a lot when, like, kids are being investigated. When, like, young kids, like, 16, 17, 18-year-olds are being uh, interrogated. And they'll say, like, hey, man, like, it was an accident. Like, you you didn't mean to do this. Oh, like uh, Mary Bell. What was her name? The little girl. Mary Bell. Yeah. Is that her? Yeah. That bitch was fucking crazy. Yeah. She's, she's I don't know intense. why I thought of that just now. But okay, <laughs> um, continue. Sorry. But uh, they'll minimize the crime. So they'll be like, you didn't mean to do that. It's not even that bad. Like, it's, you know, it's just a little thing. You're a kid. You make a mistake. It's yeah. it's not a big deal. Your they'll, sister ate your pineapple. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Is that fucked up? No. I'm sorry. I totally think Burke fucking killed John. Dude, today. I think so too. Yeah, I'm he sorry, absolutely did. Yeah. I would have smacked my sister on the head with a flashlight if she fucking ate my milk and pineapple, my <laughs> weird breakfast. <laughs> um, 
Number four is they can lie about evidence, which is legal as long as the lie is not coercive. So a case that was a, a, a false confession case was that um, uh, it was a false confession because the police sat this kid down. Um, his parents had been murdered. He lived in an, in an apartment or whatever, and they said, look, we found a bloody knife. We found bloody clothes in your apartment. We've got you. Just confess. Mm. We found this stuff. Yeah. And so the guy confessed, and uh, none of that stuff was real. It was all a lie. And they can do that legally as long as the lie is but not coercive. did the guy do it? No. Oh. The, it was... The, I guess you said the murder was so. The murder was actually uh, done by, like, two biker gang people that that oh. broke into their house for money or something and just killed these wow. people. Yeah. So, uh, the second thing, uh, the fifth thing is they can lie about lie detector results. So you'll just be sitting there saying, I took a polygraph test. Like, I'm not, I'm not lying. Why would I lie if, why would I, why would I take a polygraph test mm-hmm. if I'm lying? And they say, well, we got the results back from the polygraph and it said that you failed it. It said that you were lying about everything. That's why you should never fucking take one of those things ever. And then number six is... This is what honestly leads to most false confessions is that the interview will lead for an the interview will go for an extremely long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, false confession cases revealed that the average admission of guilt came after 16 hours straight of interviews. So take your work day and double that. Imagine sitting yeah. sitting in an extremely small room with two people usually yelling at you. For 16 hours. I feel like that's what it's like to be a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly my reality. Um, and then if you uh, somehow make it out of all of that, mm-hmm. having not confessed, uh, number seven is you're convinced to plead guilty by your lawyer, which is if you're part of the 2% of America's population that can afford a good lawyer right now, a good criminal lawyer... Congratulations. But most of us will have to go with a public defender who is got so many, such a huge caseload. Uh, they don't have the time or the want to uh, actually, actually take, actually take, yeah, take a case. So they're going to try to take a plea deal. And there was this uh, case of a, a black kid that was being charged for rape. And he didn't do it. There was no evidence that he did do it. He wasn't even in the same area. He did. He just straight up didn't do it. And the lawyer convinced him to plead guilty because he said, "Look, they're gonna they're gonna say you're guilty just because you're big black guy." And so he took a plea deal because his lawyer convinced him so to. This sounds so familiar because he had already served so much. He was already like in jail for so long because it took so long for his trial to come, and then. <clears throat> no, maybe not. Maybe this is a different story. I'm sure know. this is a common thing that happens. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, those are just the police techniques that can lead to false confessions. So, uh, you know, just be aware, I guess. Don't ever take a fucking polygraph test. Just don't. Well, I'm going to take one. Well, I mean, unless you have to for your job. But, like, if you're under arrest and you want to try to prove your innocence, never take a polygraph test. Yeah, they're mostly junk it's, science. It is. We did a whole episode on that once. And we're um, going to redo it. So I, I thought I had a lot more research, but it turns out I just printed out my notes twice. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really... 
have anything else. Um, I do like the good cop, bad cop interrogation. <laughs> you saw the other guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's like, a recommendation. <laughs> I, saw. I thought we were doing bad cop. Worst cop. It's like, that's not a thing. He's like, I saw you go hard, so I just went harder. <laughs> One of our recommendations is to watch the other guys. Which came out like seven years ago, but yeah. dude, Mark Wahlberg and uh, Will Ferrell just make a real great team. I thought, didn't we talk about the other guys in last week's episode? <laughs> so, you know what I was noticing? Oh my God, we have a correction and it's like a super... We were being kind of racist, but not on purpose. Oh, what'd we do? Uh, so last week... Did someone write in? No. Oh, I was just... Okay. I try to hype myself up for our for our episodes, and I try to listen to the last one just to be like, okay, what do I need to talk about? Or like, do did I fuck something up? Right. <clears throat> My murderer last week, his name was Pedro. Mm-hmm. And then we suddenly just started calling him Pablo... And we just didn't even skip a fucking beat. Like, we just were calling him Pablo for the rest of the time. I don't... I don't... Yeah, that's... I don't think that's racist. Pedro and Pablo are pretty similar names. Okay. It's not racist? I... I but felt you know, guilt about it. I'm a white person. Right. I'm a white well, person, so do I really have the authority... If someone called me Becky, I, like, I wouldn't even be that mad. But if... For, okay, if for whatever reason uh, you found offense with us calling uh, Pedro Pablo, it was not... <laughs> it was not intentional. It was not intentional. But that's what worries me, is, like, like, we accidentally did that. Well, like, you know, we're two white women who are constantly uh, discovering our privilege and working to be better, more rounded and developed people. So speak for yourself that, (laughs) um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. Sorry, but I really like, (laughs) that was, that was our bad. I just, I didn't even think about it. And then I was listening to the episode and I'm like, Oh my God, dude, we totally fucking fucked up his name. And Neither one of us noticed is the fucked up part. You know, to be honest, he was a fucking monster. He was. So if we But he was like the Dexter of with his fucked up sense of justice. The Dexter of the South? He was in Mexico, wasn't he? That's the South of the world. I not the world. Yeah. Just South of America. South America. No, it's not even in South America. It's I, in North America. It wasn't Mexico. It was, uh, was Brazil. It Brazil? Okay. Then it is in South America. This has been your geography <laughs> lesson with Amelie We and need Kat. to bring the globe in here every time we fucking do oh my God. our podcast. I'm not even kidding. I am so bad at geography. Blake gives me, gives me so much shit about it. I cheated all the way through my geography class, so. I don't remember taking geography. <laughs> Maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't have to. Do you have any recommendations? <clears throat> Shit. I did have one. No, because I'm like, oh, I'm going to use this as a right. Re- oh, I do. Okay. I started watching. I've only watched like an episode and a half, but dude, holy shit. The new show on Netflix called Ozark. Oh, I saw with that Jason today. Bateman. Is it good? What's it about? It's fucking intense. It has Jason Bateman and Laura Lenny in it. What's it about? Dude, it's about this financial advisor. And uh, his company works for 
like one of their clients is a drug cartel. Oh shit. So I don't want to say anything else, but let's just that's say a, things a, get a little bit fucked up. It's that's a good crazy. premise though. It's mm-hmm. about a financial advisor whose client is a drug cartel. That's a good enough overview. Yep. Um, Jason Bateman's the main character. Uh, Laura Lenny plays his wife. They have two kids. It's great. But they they moved to the Lake of the Ozarks, which I was like, I went there. That's where I met that guy, just in case. That oh, is yeah. also where I started calling soda pop. I started calling it soda instead of pop because he corrected me. Lake of the Ozarks. Because he was hot and his name was also a his pun. Na- his, he wasn't hot. <laughs> he just... It made sense to me logically. Oh. Because he said, pop's a noise. And I'm like, pop is a noise. Thank you. Thank hot you. stranger. He wasn't hot. <laughs> he was gangly. And also, I was 15 and he was 18. So he was gross now that I'm, like, in retrospect. Yeah. It's so weird how you, like, how you look back and you're like, oh, my God, an older boy liked me. And then you're like. That older boy was a predator. Yeah. Like, when I was 18 and I was, like, wanted to date this 26-year-old. Yeah. Predator. Gross. Yeah. Um, I have two recommendations. One would be... Don't date a predator. (laughs) One would be don't really date someone that's... When you're a teenager, don't date anyone over, like, two years older than you. Yeah. When you're in your mid-20s... Date whoever the fuck you want. At the starting at I mean, the age older of fifteen. Than you. At thirteen, do not date a fifteen year old. Right. You at thirteen. The, the age gap can widen the older you get. At thirteen, you need to go outside and play horses or something. Go fucking gallop around. You need to write in your horse diaries. Go. What you need to do. Go fucking play in a creek. Go. We call them cricks. Get your heads wet. Go, uh... Go fishing in a crawdad hole. Go, um, (laughs) smack a razor scooter against your ankle, like, a couple times, because you probably deserve it. Um, but I... Play with your skip it? (laughs) Is 13 too old for a skip it? No. Okay. Wear a helmet when you ride a bike. (laughs) Wear a helmet when you play with your skip it. (laughs) I I did that. (laughs) There are, like, pictures... Oh my gosh. Please tell me you had your corn. Oh, wait, I guess you couldn't see your cornrows. <laughs> How'd you get a helmet big enough to fit over your cornrows? <laughs> you know, uh, it was a struggle, but we made it work. Um, okay, have, what's your recommendation? I have two recommendations. One is a shop. If you're into police gear, um, I recommend Blue Line Beasts. You can find them on Instagram. I'm really into them because I'm going to be a cop. Also, I won this bracelet as a consolation prize for their giveaway. And it, you can wear it to the gym. Uh, they're, they're, called, they're all about, like, fitness. So they sell, like, workout supplements and gym clothes and gym bags and stuff like that. Really cute if you're into, like, cop stuff. Also, my second recommendation is the app World, W-H-U-R-L. It's a vintage clothing marketplace I'm really into vintage clothes. I always have been. Um, But I got fat and couldn't wear any of them. But since I'm losing weight, I'm starting to get into them again. And this just makes vintage clothes shopping so much easier. And the prices are, they're priced really fairly. 
a lot of times you can negotiate price with the seller and it's just a really cute app. So check it out. Once again, it's world W H U R L. I kind of want to check that one out. I love I think it. I would, I think I would find some shit that I like there. They have like nineties clothes on there too. <laughs> like perfect. So you can find your Jinko jeans and like your, <laughs> like, is that shit considered vintage now? Yeah, it is. You're welcome. Fuck. Vintage clothes. I I really like things from the uh, 40s and the 60s the best. I like the 50s uh, and the 80s. I really like the 30s, too, but I don't have... The thing about vintage shopping is... I like is, the 1830s. <laughs> Do I, I want to, to dress in, in full pilgrim gear. <laughs> Um, but the thing about vintage shopping is you have to find, like, what era best fits your body type. Which is weird, because you'd think that... Which you're fine. You could wear anything. Stop it. You can. Get out. Stop it. You can wear anything. Well, now I learned tonight that I can wear shoulder cutouts. Yeah. You look great. <laughs> you look strong. And also... Will you please take a picture of my shoulder for the Instagram? Absolutely. <laughs> But <laughs> anyway, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Tip your bartender or your server. Oh, wait. Do you want to plug? Plug what? Nothing. It'll be in the description if you want to find us on the internet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.